All right, so the sports world has been put on hold for the foreseeable future. CDC is recommending for the next eight weeks no gatherings of larger than 50 people. Um, that, of course, would exclude just about every sporting event uh, that there is out there. Joining us right now, friend of the program, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Doc. How are you? Good morning, guys. So nice to hear you. Yeah, nice you too. You. Good to hear you too, man. With all this madness going on, uh, out here in the world right now, Dr. Clapper, you being a doc, being a Cedars, being around guys, being part of understanding the CDC far better than any of us could. When do we get back? To, when can we get back to some sort of normal routine? When will that be? Well, there's really no model here, uh, Keyshawn, to it's not the flu, but it's kind of like the flu. It's not like these other viruses, but it is like them. No one really knows. And I think there's a fundamental understanding that I'd love your listeners to have. Because what's the difference between a virus and a bacteria? Why can't you just take an antibiotic for this? So I think I've been thinking all morning, because I knew I'd come on, of a clapper vision to, to explain the difference between what we're dealing with versus just having a bacterial infection when you take some antibiotics. So remember World War II, Pearl Harbor, when we had that you know, Japanese and one plane after another was bombing Pearl Harbor? That is a bacterial infection. It's just lots of these planes, and they just keep coming. On September 11th, they hijacked a 747 because they don't have their own plane and crashed it into the World Trade Center. That's a virus. A virus is they need, that virus needs the cell and hijacks the cell to make lots more virus. So there is no antibiotic to take to prevent it. You need a vaccine, which is what they're working on, and that's the difference between this pandemic versus when you look in the past, 1918, the Spanish flu, and these are devastating pandemic viruses we're better now because we can make a vaccine but that's what they're working on how, how long do you think that it will take to come up with this vaccine no one really knows but as we speak they're working on it and what's what's nice is if there's anything nice is the whole world is working on it the labs in israel which are really ahead of everybody else they're working on it so i don't want to give misinformation but it's going to come and as my dad used to say this too shall pass Dr. Clapper joining us here on the morning show. And I mean, you, you hear it on the news, you read it online, the, the flattening the curve thing. Is that why we're all being told to stay inside? Is that why we're being told to limit our groups? That not, not necessarily that fewer people are going to get infected, but we're going to get infected at a slower rate. Is that the goal at this point? That is the goal. And I think the, the public service that you guys are doing this morning, no. one of the things that, you know, only good that can come from this is, when high schools can no longer get together because of this social distancing, what you guys need to realize is the blood that we need in the blood bank comes from those, those blood drives from the high schools. And if they're closing the schools, we don't have blood in the hospital where we need it. So as a public service, please come to Cedars, donate blood, take advantage of the fact that you're not working, you're at home. It's not a problem to come to the hospital, to the blood bank, to donate some blood because we really, really need it. Um, Dr. Clapper, there are a lot of people that were still out and about in large social gatherings over the weekend. They think it was somewhat of an overreaction. Can you explain to listeners who are still on the fence about this why the precautions that are being taken are, is not an overreaction? 
you know that when you deal with the public, uh, LZ, you know what it's like. Some people really want to just get attention, and uh, it's stupid, and it's dangerous, and you put people at risk who really are the least capable of handling it. Kids, thank God, so far are not manifesting it, but they say the reason the death toll is so high in Italy is because the demographic of that population is so much older. You're putting the people who really can't handle it at most risk. So what do they say? Don't be stupid. You should really abide by the recommendations. And it's as simple as that. This is a silent killer. This is a silent disease. Yeah, some people don't manifest it. Their immune system is better. But for, you don't know what your immune system is going to be like. And if you're that one, you're really going to be paying the price because this is way more vicious to the body, to the lungs, than the flu. And just quickly, could you just give us like four or five sort of groups outside of the elderly who could be most vulnerable? So listeners who say our cancer survivors are listening go, oh, wait, I'm in this group. Immunocompromised is really interesting. So I'm an orthopedic surgeon. And, you know, you're at risk if your diabetes is not in control. You're at risk, HIV patients, right, for healing and all the rest of it. But in my world of orthopedics, do you know who really I worry about the most in terms of my wounds healing from elective surgery? Obesity. Obesity compromises your body. Well, when you look at the number one problem in America, it's obesity. How exactly does it affect your immune system, your ability to heal? So you're right. People really are at risk, and they may not even realize it. Dr. Clapper joining us here on The Morning Show. One of the things that I've heard, I don't know if this is true or not, you can hopefully enlighten us, that once the weather starts to warm up everywhere, we see the flu, it kind of spikes in the winter months, and then as we get into spring, it kind of starts to dissipate a little bit. Could this be similar? Yes. I mean, if you look back in history at the Spanish flu in 1918, the big deaths occurred in 1919. So, yes, everybody's excited. You know, we'll get through the summer. The, the question is, does it spike then again? But this is the beauty of having a vaccine. That's the key. If we can take, like, the flu shot, if we can take a coronavirus shot, that will be the key to helping us get on with our lives. Mm -hmm. Dr. Robert Clapper, appreciate your time, Doc. Thanks a bunch. Thank you, sir. Make them go to the blood bank, Travis. That's the key. And, uh, yeah, you guys are doing a great service. Keep it up. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that... Anytime you get to talk to somebody that actually understands the science of it all, it makes you feel a, a little bit better. And he's mm-hmm. saying, look, don't be stupid. I, I think that was a, if you're out there in those crowds saying, hey, you know, bleep the coronavirus, okay. Yeah. And but, then, but why would I listen to anybody other than somebody with a DR in front of their well, name? <laughs> that's well, a good I mean, question. That's, that's, but a lot. A lot of people um, do, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of people uh, do, unfortunately. Yeah, and I have to. And the, one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure he talked about the other different groups is because when you're sitting at home and you hear old people, elderly, 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 you're like going, well, I'm 45 and I'm fine. Right. But if you're 50 pounds overweight, you're still in that group of being vulnerable. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not nothing. Seven to nine a.m. on Saturday morning, the weekend warrior, Dr. Clapper show will be on as well.